the Denver Sports Podcast. Happy Friday to you all. Congratulations to our guy, Big Spence, on the baby. All very excited. We're all hyped for Zach Stevens to get married this weekend. And we are hyped, as always, to be brought by the homies at Breckenridge Brewery. Check out Breck Brew old uh beer locator to find the breck brew near you this weekend aj off to canada found himself some palisade peach to bring up true i am joined by my two esteemed colleagues two dnvr tdsp absolute faves justin michael aj hayfley uh fellas how are we doing justin uh catch us up Doing good, man. Just got back from the Western Slope, which is always nice. We're about a, m- a month out from camp, 50 days from week zero for college football. Look so it's it's guy. my time of year. We're, we're starting to nerd out and get into the preseason previews and stuff. That's like some of my favorite stuff to do. So I'm stoked. And AJ, you're like, you went from a six-week lull to uh, two weeks of excitement yeah. to another six-week lull. It's also our time to nerd out because our season's <laughs> over and we get to play video games for the rest of the summer. <laughs> AJ and the ads crew coming off some awesome coverage between their draft show, all the great stuff that AJ's writing that blew up on the site. And, um, you know, having Megan and Jesse out in Nashville, J Mike and the college crew will be out in Vegas soon for some college media days, summer league crew out in Vegas for that DMVR everywhere right now, as it should be. And feeling pretty good about our teams. I'm on like day 16 of double logoing uh, nuggets with a hat. And nice. sure, I did this post cup with the abs. I'm going to do it with the nuggets. I, I got to enjoy my W's, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But um, that kind of leads us to this podcast topic where we're thinking we, we've done a lot of retrospectives, a lot of Denver Sport Mount Rushmore's and what have you. Now it's time to look ahead. We had some exciting off-seasons for Avs and Nuggets. And uh, project for next season, who's going to be the best team in Denver sports in 2024 and beyond. Um, And I'd really start with the Avs, who I think have the most moves to go through. Listen to your great pod yesterday with Jesse and Rudo, AJ. Yeah. And I love how you guys brought up Moneyball. And that yeah. whole analogy. So set, set yeah. the tone for what these abs are doing this offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's really just about filling in some of the gaps that, that were pretty obvious at the end of that playoff run. Uh, you know, obviously injuries had such an impact, but um, they've really filled in a lot of their holes. And it's kind of interesting the Nuggets uh, and abs parallels continue because yeah. last summer the abs had a really quiet summer. A couple of key departures and they were like well we'll fill them internally with young guys we're seeing the nuggets do more or less the same thing mm-hmm. uh hopefully oh, with a little more success than the abs yeah really AJ, doing that geez. so uh but no the abs this offseason has been it's been fine uh i've liked it i'm excited for the team that they've built so far i think they probably have one or two more moves in them uh, eventually but it's hard to, not to feel like they're one of the top five teams in the NHL going into the season. Yeah, and really addressing that depth, really addressing, you know, the bottom six, I think. How many times have you said bottom six in the last six months? Is that is that like the yeah. two-word combo you've used most in your life? Yeah, I mean, I'll also that in 2C. 2C, yeah. <laughs> yeah, about, that's a popular about one. Their, their second-line yeah. center for a year and a half, so. Yeah, good uh, point. So, I mean, they've kind of addressed both those things, or at least attempted to. Yeah, no, I think they've done a good job. They've put themselves in position to be competitive again, and, um, you know, they just need a little injury luck this year, and I think they've built a good hockey team. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It kind of feels like the fan base is hyped on the abs. Like, last year was so weird, man. Again, the parallels with the Nuggets, like, almost felt like that second MVP year of Jokic, where it was kind of like, eh. They'll win 48 and maybe make it to the second round, but that's about all we expect. How excited are you for the Avs and, you know, their uh, their prospects going forward, J-Mike? I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I mean, I just... 
it sucks obviously to know that Landeskog is not going to be in the picture this season, but I think it's a big win for the franchise and just knowing that that was one of the things that stood out to me big on, you know, the pod yesterday that AJ talked about. You you kept having this feeling that or the hope was, you know, that Landy was going to come back at some point and save you. And so that was like what the plan was and it just it didn't work out. In this case, you know, he's not going to be in the picture, so from day 1, it's just a completely different mindset than what they were trying to do this past season. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to need some of these young guys to step it up. I mean, you need Nathan McKinnon to be Nate. You need Makar and Byram to you know, keep ascending. But I, I think it's hard not to be really excited about this young core that you have because you still have a really deep roster. I mean, Miko Rantanen coming off a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I mean, that core is hard to beat. And projecting forward who the best teams are going to be it's a really interesting like core to put against the Nuggets core, who, of course, when you're talking about who the best teams will be in Denver sports now and beyond, uh, it's Nuggets and Abs in the immediate. There's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously. But that core of Makar, McKinnon, Miko, and how many other guys can you add to that? Val, Byram, yeah. Georgie, you know. Um, yeah. And that Nuggets core, where that starting five is locked in, at least for this year, the top four is going to be locked in beyond that. You've got the best player in the world and the best two combo. Um, I mean, it's hard not to feel good about the Nuggets. What I think is interesting is this almost NFL-like approach of, okay, we lost some veterans Let's go in on the young guys. What do you make of this offseason? I mean, you're a resident college hoops expert, Justin, and they're they're all in on like college hoops veterans. Two consecutive offseasons that paid off with CB. Like, what's your outlook on the Nuggets uh, for the next couple years? Well, I mean, if if you're comparing it to an NFL team building situation, the the Nuggets are. They're the team that has the franchise quarterback, but they're also paying that franchise quarterback. So you're somewhat hamstrung with what you can do on the open market. Obviously, you lose Bruce Brown because you can't afford to bring him back. But you're able to go out and you draft some high-value you know, NBA players that make your team better right now. I, I wouldn't say that the ceiling of these guys is as high as, as some of the other guys. But what they're able to do is come in and fulfill specific roles. You needed somebody to run the point. You get a guy like Jalen Pickett, 23-year-old point guard out of Penn State, who he's going to be a lot like Monte Morris a couple years ago. He's just going to come in. He's going to be savvy. He's going to make good plays. He's going to yeah. get good shots for everybody. He's going to cut and get to the hoop. And obviously being around all these other guys make you a better player. So I, I, I think it's smart. They really don't have any other options outside of trying to like get creative with some trades. My only nitpick would be that I didn't really love giving Reggie Jackson that money when Seth Curry went for very similar money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that that's nitpicking. And honestly, I think it's fair to say that Reggie should be better in year two. There's going to be more continuity. He's going to get more, you know, consistent run in practice. There's just going to be – he's just going to have his feet underneath him, which I don't really think he was ever able to do. That's such a hard spot, getting traded to a contender who has a defined rotation and being like, well – we're going to throw you in some of these garbage games that we're not even really trying at the end of the season. Right. And it just, it, it didn't work out, but hopefully, you know, if he can be that number two point guard or if not, then you really need Pickett to hit, but they're in a good spot. Yeah. yeah. I also, I don't mind the money that they gave him just because the way that the NBA rules are about how you have to kind of match money in deals. So if they were to try to make a mid season deal to improve a position, if you're trying to get an impact guy of any kind, chances are they make more money. So having Reggie Jackson at maybe a little higher mm-hmm. monetary value might be one of those things that like helps them get a deal done later. That's a good point. But it's also like like it's like if you come to that point, something's gone wrong anyway. And, yeah. You know, but it 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 just it it just kind of opens up like another avenue of flexibility later if you need it. Mm-hmm. So you know, for for me, I'm like, I'm, it's not my money. I'm not. I don't care how they spend it. Um. That would be that would be the only thing that I would say. I could see where they're coming from and just being like, "When he's a hometown kid, he's already part of the organization. Yeah. He didn't, it didn't work out the way he intended when he was traded this past season. But he didn't throw a fit. He was still a good teammate. Like at that point, I think yeah. you just, like I said, invest in him and 
and hope that he's better in year two, which with yeah. more, you know, continuity and familiarity with his teammates, you would you would assume that it will be. Yep. Well, in 21-22, he actually had some really great moments with the Clippers. Like, they, they were kind of going to him in the clutch. He was like what Russell Westbrook was for the Clippers last year. And then with the Nuggets this past season, it was just like a shell of himself. You hope he's maybe he's a good halfway the through there. Yeah, exactly. He's had a he's had a fine career. His percentage is always a little off, but hey. Yeah. Um, the interesting part with the Nuggets is then you have this new CBA looming over all this, yeah. which is like, of course, the reason the time the Nuggets are the three max team, the rules are going to change, right? Which I'm not. With all the like the league hates us talk from Nuggets fan, this one truly is just coincidental. Um, and it still I, doesn't feel good, no, man. When do, you watch, watch twenty years of, <laughs> yes. of teams doing whatever yes. the hell they want in terms of going out and chasing stars and watching stars team up and all the all the gymnastics they get done in the NBA to build the super right. teams. The Nuggets internally build their own little super team here, and the NBA is like no, 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 and. Yeah. It's more about Golden State. I than was gonna Denver. say it's the Warriors, and, and Golden State did the same thing. It's it's internal. Those guys are all drafted and developed by them. Yeah, Kevin Durant aside, that became Wiggins. the Wiggins contract. Yeah, yeah cetera, but and it's and it's like even that's still kind of messed up because you're like, right. you're you're punishing teams for doing it the right way, and not punishing the teams, you know, like the yeah. like you know yeah. the, the Lakers and the mm-hmm. you know the. Uh, the nets on like their third attempt to, to try and shortcut something. You right. Know? And ultimately I love it because it should create more parody in the NBA, which boy, do we need, you know? Yeah. It'd be nice if, uh, uh you know, stars separated. Well, some yes. of that's going to yes. happen too, though. I'm not qualified enough to go into the specifics of some of these changes, but that is one thing that is also going to change is that the players are going to have a little bit less flexibility with the, I, I know I just signed the super max, but I want out now. It's going to be like, right. you which can only make this money here. Yes. Yeah. Which is good. They, they need more of that. Yeah. AJ, you mentioned some parallels though, with like kind of the abs post cup last off season with how the nuggets are going thing about things this off season. How concerned or how would you handicap? Financial choices, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's always tough after after winning a chip to repeat. Um, But what's like your outlook on the Nuggets' chances to repeat, and like who really has a better shot next season? Well, I would say the Nuggets and Avs. The Nuggets have the better shot just because in the league that they play in, having the best player is more important. Nikola Jokic can just do more on Great his point. own than Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr because what we saw in that Seattle series, you know, Nathan McKinnon was huh. superhuman. Yeah, that's that's maybe the best we've ever seen him play in postseason, and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was a first round loss, man. Like uh, it was. It it goes to show you that in the NHL, like that's what superstars can do. They can they can almost win you a playoff series like that yeah uh but in the nba i mean we just saw what Jokic at the height of his powers totally locked in totally focused driven and just outplays everybody if he goes out and does it again i don't know why i don't know why anybody would doubt the nugget's ability to repeat is it fair to say yoke is also more firmly the best player in the nba compared to anyone the nuggets have current or the abs have currently well yeah because the best player in the NHL by a wide margin is Connor McDavid. <laughs> and that's just the superhuman. Like, that's sorry. Like that's twice just true. the size and faster than everyone. Yeah, like he's, he's seemingly plays every minute of every game. He's unbelievable. And <laughs> he's, he's, he's going to go down as a top five player of all time. And the only, you know, and, and the abs with Kale, McC- I think Kale McCarr is going to help redefine defensemen in the NHL over the next 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. He's going to become the guy that every, every team falls all over themselves chasing. Uh, not the Nick Lidstrom's and not Chris Pronger's and not, no, it's going to be Kale McCarr. And so I think he's going to have a deep impact like that. And I think he is unbelievably special on the caliber of a Jokic, but Jokic is, I think, just the best player in the NBA and the Avs. The Avs, instead of having the best player in the NHL, have three of the top 15 players. Right. So, you know, a little trade-off there. And, I mean, with some margins for more, because 
you go down that list when does Devontae's name start coming up or yeah and a guy like Bo Byron what happens if Bowen Byron stays healthy Mm -hmm. yeah the you could make an argument that the Avs have maybe six of the top 50 players in the NHL right maybe seven right uh so when you start talking about it and it's like well that's why the Avs are viewed the way that they are so but I do think that the Nuggets just have that ultimate feather in their cap of the league in which individual performance matters the most they have the best player in his prime like right in the heart and he's going to win the MVP next year and the Nuggets like the Nuggets should be considered pretty serious favorites yeah I mean as much as you know Phoenix can get all crazy or whatever right. but you, still, you know they got Bradley Beal <laughs> yeah he told you they got all these guys on minimum <laughs> contracts too that are super good a guy yeah, who's we'll, never we'll played see, a full man. season in his entire career yeah. we'll yeah. we'll see it's you know maybe I'm, I'm not going to discount say they can't do it but they've got to prove it and that's where the Nuggets don't anymore They've walked the walk, and it's a great all, point. all Devin Booker knows is talking the talk. So, for for me, if I'm if I'm looking if I if I'm in Denver, I'm looking around, going, great, good yeah. for you guys. I this, mean, this shit still runs through well, through our it's house. It's Jokic right gone. I've got forty five, brother. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't. Um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, um, good luck to all of them, man. Good good luck chasing that monster. Absolutely. I mean. Hard to say it better than that, Justin, but like it matters more to have the best player in the NBA. There's also less playoff variance. I mean, that's undeniable. Absolutely. And I mean, that core's a little older, like in their prime, though. I mean, Jokic 28, Murray 26. It's about the same as Miko and Mac, right? Mm -hmm. Kale's obviously, Kale MPJ 24. It's almost parallel right there. If anything, you could say the Avs have more of those guys who can raise their floor still. The Byrams, the Georges. Yeah. I mean, how many more levels does Kale McCarr's game have to go? Do you see it like AJ does, where like the Nuggets are in a better position, which is saying nothing against the Avs? Yeah, I mean, there, there might be a little more parody in the nhl in terms of like the west is so heavy right now in the nba whereas like i guess you can make an argument for a team like boston or philly who's just gonna have less teams that they're gonna have to go through than denver will with you know the lakers and who knows what happens with the clippers if those guys are healthier or whatever but phoenix and everyone else dallas but yeah i just i mean aj pretty much nailed it on the head the, the most impactful player you're able to more easily dominate in the NBA. I think the NHL is the weirdest, most challenging playoff format that there is. It's what makes it so great. Yeah. That's just what makes it so fun. The the possibility of, oh, this team that, you know, at 120 plus points, they're not just going to cruise like they are in a lot of times in basketball. Like you still have to earn it each and every round. And and that's not to like diminish any other sports playoffs. I just think hockey's on another level. Well, it's why we need to embrace parody in the NBA. Like, whatever it takes on this new CBA to bring it on, please. (laughs) I mean, got to by any and all means necessary. I want to talk about some new sponsor we've got, Bird Dogs, the homies. Um, They make you look good. They are super comfy. This is the type of pants and shorts that our guy Zach Stevens will wear. If you notice, Zach, it always looks like he's not got some nice pants on, but he's actually got some really light material, like stretchy pants on. Um, and I do notice this about him. Yes. Yes. It seems like, oh, you look put together, but then you look a little deeper. It's like Sky dresses casual. He just... This guy. This, just this guy and how he up. dresses. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's a Lululemon guy. That's a lot of this. Bird dogs, though... More comfy, better stuff, and I, I, I was going to say more, but I'll stop there because Bird Dogs has great product. You got to check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash DMVR, enter that promo code DMVR, and get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash DMVR or promo code DMVR for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. That's how comfy these are. That's how sleek they are. You want to live your life like Zach Stevens. Trust me on that. Um, you want to get in on some bird dogs shorts for the summer to be comfy and feeling great. And of course, game time, where right now you get on that game time app, you use the code DMVR, 
for $20 off when you first sign up. Game time's great. All the last minute deals. Even some of the homies at Summer League right now using game time because game time has you covered with all the last minute good, good that you can find. Um, their customer service is amazing. They've got all the tickets. Yaya and I <coughs> were talking about taking the wives to Peso Pluma. Apparently uh, very popular. Both our wives love Peso Pluma. I don't think we'll be able to afford it, even game time. You know, There's limitations to everything. But um, yeah, I just love AJ's responses here and reactions. That's all I'm doing right now is just looking at AJ and hunting facial reactions. Game time. Game of the week is upon us this weekend <laughs> at the Dick, as it's known. Um, Dick Sporting Good Park. Great place. Go see the Pids play FC Dallas and legend Drew Moore be honored at that game. Right now, tickets going as low as $24 on game time. I mean, sign up at game time with code DMVR, $20 off. That first ticket's on them. Actually, it's on us. You used our code. So first ticket is on us. Give or take a couple, a couple dollars here and there. Go to the pits. Honor Drew Moore, a true legend. Friend and of on the, pod. the set, I've the friend of the pod, I've done a World Cup watch along with Drew Moore. Like, who can say that? Uh, honor Drew Moore because he he's a friend of the pod. Boom, game time, game of the week. Pids this weekend against FC Dallas. Be there or be square. Real homie that Drew Moore. <laughs> Absolutely. I I I use the term homie maybe too much on my reads. That's a that's a good note right there. That's a good note. I use it every each and every day. Oh. Well, I mean, they if, are. if you are partnering with our pod, what is more that that's what a homie is. That's like, what a homie is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Just haters out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or <laughs> or simply people with who have a, a nose for detail. Okay. Now the the league outlook. Yeah. The NBA's got the new CBA. The NHL just has some good teams like uh, the Boston Bruins and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Where where do the other where do those factors we've already talked about Phoenix a little bit play into a you know, the long-term success and ability to win multiple chips, Avs versus Nuggets and all this. Yeah, I mean, I still think that because I think the Nuggets are still clearly number one there. Yeah. Their path is cleanest. Um, you know, as much as you can like what the Lakers might have done or, you know, whatever. All those teams, all, all those teams are relying on a superstar that's old. Uh, either, either old or injury prone or both. Or man. soft. Yeah, I mean, in Devin Booker's case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. AD. Sure. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Right. Uh, and then the guys, you know, the guys out east. You know, we don't got to get into Inherently the soft. pity party. They're yeah. out east. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the east has been soft my whole life, I th it feels like, essentially. Since Jordan retired, I yeah, think. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, their, their path is the cleanest and... Uh, with the with the Avs, I mean, are they the, are they the best team in their own division right now? Yeah, yeah. You know, Dallas has had a good off season. Are they the best team out west? Vegas just won the cup. And Vegas just won the cup. Yeah, haven't much changed too much. In? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're you know Edmonton's still trying to get better, still trying to maximize its McDavid Drysaitel right. right. window. You know, they, uh, you know, I think the Avs are in a good position, but it's a competitive position, mm -hmm. and. I guess I'm just not really sold. Like for the Nuggets, it just feels like other teams are kind of saying, "Well, if this happens and that happens and that happens," and the Nuggets are like, "Look, if we just stay healthy, we're the best team." Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but that's where we're at. Like, if the Nuggets are healthy and they're doing their thing, they have the best basketball player in the world, and he just happens to make a pretty good core around him significantly better. Like. Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, MPJ, all these are very talented pieces. But with Jokic, it, it's like being on the video game where you get the boost just from, you know, being mm -hmm. around somebody else. It's it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And in the NBA, it's like 
Well, I, there could still be an Aiton move out there for Phoenix, right? Sure. But they kind of need Aiton. That's the there's yeah. no centers, right? Like lose your big man, we'll we'll just feast. Yeah, right. The Nuggets can get just feast. The the Lakers are really old, so then it starts to be oh well, OKC could be a monster in five years or. Watch out, Wemby's coming, you know, or yeah, you know, Luca and the Mavs are kind of like yeah, but Nick Nicola David might have three Edmund. rings by then, right? Right, right. that's right because you talk about the immediate future, and it's like it's Phoenix, right? Like that's the team that you kind of the biggest the most, threat, yeah. The team you think the most about. They went out, they make the big splashy move in Beal. They get solid depth uh, on on cheap contracts throughout free agency, and you're like, okay, like you could see you could see where that's again going to be competitive, yeah. They've I got the history be, too, you know, that kind of adds into it. Yeah, and I think that's a that's setting up to be kind of uh, you know, the the roads are gonna are leading here to these two teams again. Um and and right now I think that's where the focus should be. As we saw at the deadline last year, some things can change. Um, oh yeah. But at the moment I just I, I just don't feel like you know Memphis and Sacramento, Golden State, like are they Golden State's kind of going the wrong way. Yeah. The fact that Memphis everyone and... stayed in place in the NBA kind of benefited the Nugget. Because yeah, and... there was a like period where it was like, oh, shit, Sacramento's clearing cap. Like, what if they went after, I don't know, Chris Middleton? Like, really tried to upgrade yeah. on Harrison Barnes. You yeah, know? and Portland could be taking themselves out of this. Um, and, you know, right. and it's great. Day. Dave wants to go to the East, right? Yeah. Like, so... yeah, short of like... Embiid coming to the Lakers in an AD swap. Don't. And like a monumental move like that has to come to like reset things and change your fear. Don't do that. Even then, I'm not sure I'm worried if I Embiid just, was swapped with just, AD, right? I'm not ready, not ready to see my guy Embiid in a Lakers jersey. <laughs> well, I'm Can't sorry, man. man. A resident Kansas fan. Yeah, it's hard I mean, enough seeing him in Philly. Yeah, I, I should think. It's not great. I should think. That's tough. And then the CBA, we could be, you know, we can begrun begrudge it because the Nuggets finally have three max guys, and that might might not be the time where it works out. But that does make it so that it does ensure, hypothetically, that the Nuggets stay at the top. Longer You're fine because as long it's as you be have Jokic and your guys. It's like, look, is it a bummer that they lost Bruce Brown because they're not able to pay him? Yeah, but you're losing what you're fourth best player at best realistically your fifth best player if yeah. you know mpj and gordon are playing to their capabilities it's okay that's what happens we see it with super bowl winning teams we yeah. see it in every sport you're yeah. not going to be able to keep everybody when you win guys want to get paid very rarely do defending champions get better in the offseason in which they win yeah. yeah you usually hemorrhage a, a pricey guy or two along the way it's, it's just life in sports that's why it's hard to repeat but if you can't replace Bruce Brown, man, like, yeah, and that's not to that's not to understate his importance. He was obviously a key cog, but he is a role on, player. Man. Like, you've got to be able to replace that guy. He was a second rounder who yeah. was still available on day two of free agency for a one year deal last offseason. Yeah, like, and I love the guy, and I think it's great that he went and got paid. Absolutely. Go Especially in the East with a team yeah. that's not going to factor into the equation. Yeah, it's like this is the perfect situation for a Nuggets fan. We get because, to root for him. Yeah, you're happy for him. There's, oh, there's the no best. downside here. That's the best. That dude ends up facing you in an NBA Finals, and you feel pretty good about your chances to repeat. Yeah, goes to another ABA team. Oh, it's great. Yeah, like yeah. I'm uh, – I don't know, man. I'm, I, f I feel fine. I, I, I just feel fine about the Nuggets. I think they're – I, I believe in their ability to find solutions, uh, and I've, I'm unbelievably excited for a couple of their younger guys. So, if you're a college basketball fan, these last couple of years, the guys they've brought in are they're just exciting. Like Strother is a guy who's hit big time shots in big time moments. Go back and watch that UCLA game from a couple of years ago. Oh. I watched him in Denver this year in person, and he really stood out to me. Pickett's a guy who's just played a lot of college basketball. He hasn't doesn't have the highlights that some of the other guys do, but he's just really smart. Mm -hmm. we're, we're both KU guys. We love Christian Brown. I think he's going to have a huge yeah. ascension yeah. this year with more minutes. I mean, his confidence, the fact that Malone trusted him enough to play him, even after, you know, kind of a couple of rough stretches in the Western Conference Finals, that's huge. Like, Malone hasn't exactly jumped at chances to play rookies in the past. Yeah, 
and to go away from him and then to just be like, hey, we're going to give him a couple of minutes here and there. And then he would do stuff with them and then he'd be like, all right, let him let him keep going. Well, he's a dog, man. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's the perfect loop guy. So and we haven't even talked about Peyton Watson, a guy who was putting up uh, bigger stats in the G League last year than some guys who got drafted in the first round Peyton, coming out the G League. AJ Peyton Watson's going to be a serious problem. Yeah, he's yeah. he's. That beast, just man. his ability defensively looks like it's going to be like I don't care what he does on offense. Those three Love blocks it. against Cur- on like, Curry against Golden State last year were like yeah. what? Like like at the end of the year, you were like that that they they were like the most lethargic <coughs> sleepwalking team, and they were like just play Peyton Watson for funsies, Dude. and it was just like it was just like a lightning bolt hit the entire roster, and he was he's ten tons of fun, man. I'm. That's a guy that it's like, yeah. Well, that's how you get on the floor, right? Like, if you're a guy like Peyton Watson, it's by being just nasty on D. We don't need you to score 15 points tonight. We maybe need you to score six to eight on some open shots, you know, open dunk on a cut, something like Mm -hmm. that. But go out there and guard on the wing, shut somebody down, you know, Mm -hmm. block some threes. You talk about replacing Bruce Brown, where you're like, part of that is the defense and Mm -hmm. his ability to, you know, make life difficult defensively. And you're looking at Peyton Watson going, Guy's gonna do a lot more than that yes, defensively. Please, I know that he's just gonna straight up erase somebody from a game. And just perfect for like the Suns matchup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like he exactly. Was like brought oh, on like, earth for that. Suns which, like, like what happens if the guy, that guy has to go one on one against the Devin? Oh Booker? my god! Like I a, know that guy shoot eighty five percent again or whatever the yeah. bullshit that was. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. I don't think so. Not to derail us at all, AJ, but we were talking about the abs like this an off season ago. Yeah. Have they kind of like blown some of the margins that they had, or is this simply that the Landy injury has been that yeah. big in kind of lowering their ceilings? And how huge could getting Landy back in what twenty four twenty five be? I think I think there were three really important <coughs> developments that took place that kind of didn't go Colorado's way. Byron got hurt again. Obviously, Landis Cook misses an entire season. He's going to miss two entire seasons. Yeah. Could be done. Yeah. Like, there's the possibility this is just it. And he, he never plays again. And mm-hmm. the last time we saw him was that cup final, which is a gigantic. I mean, that is a that uh-uh. is a future altering. No doubt. Like, you'll, and when he comes back, you don't know what caliber of player you're getting. Yeah. He's in his yeah. 30s and you're coming off a major, major, major knee injury. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, and so it's uh, that really goes against you. Uh, and then Alex Newhook not developing the way they they were really hoping to. And then them, uh, to be honest with you, them kind of just giving up and saying, we're going to really prioritize right now. We're going to move him for a couple of picks. We're going to take one of those picks, flip him for a new hook replacement uh, on the roster. And then we're going to, the other one is a first round pick. We're just going to use that pick. And we're just going to reset the, the, the clock on it and just hope for the best. Hasn't gone. I mean, that has not worked for them in yeah. in many years. So you kind of uh, haven't nailed a pick for a minute, too. No, man. I um, mean, it's like New Hook is fine. Like yeah, you get yeah, yeah. New Hook as a 16th overall pick, as the player that he was, might have been a disappointment, but he was he was fine. He was an NHL player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if he never got one iota better the rest of his career, a 30 point guy is fine. Yeah. Right. Like, like does the Landy injury factor into that in the being them needing to move on faster just because you had less competent pieces out there. Yeah, absolutely. Because you needed to, you, you needed to fill jobs in the high, like impact jobs. Yeah. Um, and with new hook, I think they were just like, we just don't feel like we can keep waiting. Yeah. He's going to go to Montreal. And he's going to put up 50 points this year. And it's, everybody's going to be like, right. What is this? And right. It's a complicated conversation, but when you were also talking about, I mean, your money ball conversation is also part of like replacing Landy in a by committee yeah, and like occupying that real estate in the ice that they struggled to, right. To some new hook is in some ways part of that issue, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. When going from going, going from Alex Newhook to Ross Colton one for one, they're better today. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that Colton is five years older yeah. and, uh, the ceiling whatever is multi-year close. whatever multi-year deal they give him by the end of that deal is probably going to be nearing the end of his time as an nhl right. player right. while at that in that same time frame new hook will be right in the heart of his prime yeah doing whatever he's doing in the nhl so assuming he's still there 
Um, so, you know, they made that trade off and hey, if it works and they win another cup or two in the next couple of years with Ross Colton on the roster, it's completely worth it. Yeah. But you can say that they did, you know, lower their future mm -hmm. ceiling a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I just don't think that Colton is has the potential to be the kind of player that New Hook does. So. Landy, man, he's such a huge factor. Yeah, the in all Landy this. thing, the Landy such thing really can't be just this. as as their as their captain and kind of their emotional yeah. center, uh, and then the do everything player. I mean, he was so vital to them. You know, he was one of the league's best two way players. He wins face offs. Uh, he's he's, he's one of the captain. best net front guys in terms of deflections yeah. and yeah. Uh, outworking guys. He's one of the best board battlers in the league. Like. He Beats was, the shit out of dudes in fights. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, obviously set the tone by by punching Braden Shen's face back to St. Louis, uh, in in that at the beginning of that season, and you were just like, oh, they're not kidding around, and you know, three or four weeks into that season, people stopped messing with the abs because Gabe Landeskog just kept beating people up, <laughs> and that you know they're they're missing there's so many things about Gabe Landeskog that they miss yeah really they didn't have that same attitude in that Seattle series that they played with the year before well and they didn't and then part of that is because you're completely exhausted from a regular season where you never got a break yeah. and then you get into the start of the series and you immediately start having weird shit happen to you again the season the series started and it was just goofy town all over the place Losing Val was not. Yeah, I mean, you've got you, you've got one of your your more important forwards just disappearing from your team mid series. You know, you're it, the, everything that happened. You've got guys wow. breaking necks and fingers and all kinds of stuff. You have your you have your best player uh, at that point, arguably your best player, gets suspended for a game for like one of the strangest encounters you'll see in a hockey game. <laughs> it was really. And weird. then he like, looked. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'm sure you've talked about this at length on the abs pod, so I don't want to make you repeat too much, but he, he seemed kind of shook by that afterwards too. Like it kind of impacted him. Yeah. I mean, I, he was also battling a hip injury Yeah, where you're like, the, the abs just couldn't get, yeah. A break man mm -hmm. it just it never got better well, you see them. it all the time man like in nfl playoffs where there's this great team and yeah in theory on paper they would beat this team nine times out of ten but guess what this was the year where the running back got hurt in practice that week while the offensive coordinator got in a car accident and this yeah. and that yeah, and well, like, and, that was morbid but you know what i mean you're talking like you're talking uh, they go into a seven game series they get into game seven and play a great game seven yeah they play great that night and what do they lose to they lose to a puck that is thrown out from oh, the corner that hits two abs players and goes into the net. And then a guy that makes one great shot on a breakaway, on a partial breakaway, and just beats your goaltender. That's it. You tie the game in the third period, it gets called back on an offside. Like, you just couldn't, you couldn't, there was a franchise that could not catch a break or get out of its own way or anything. Like, it just, anything that was, that, that could have gone wrong for the Avalanche last year pretty much did. Like, yeah. the weirdest yeah. thing is, is that they went in, got a goaltender, I that know. had a ton of question marks and yeah. he was great start yeah. to finish he was good in the postseason like you, we walk in we, we don't even talk about Georgiev on our show anymore. no i think he's one of the biggest ceiling raisers too i mean of the last two off seasons right yeah i mean the guy it was a big it was a big risk that they just turned over the keys to this dude who had been on a decline in new york and it was just like well when he when he plays stretches of games in a row he plays better and it's like yeah that's true of almost every goaltender but then you get into playing 12 of 13, you know, and, and you start to fall apart because guys aren't meant for that. You know, it, it makes what Aiden Hill accomplished in Vegas so remarkable and so rare. Mm -hmm. But with Georgiev, you're just like, the guy's, the guy's just great. He's just great. Oh, he's been awesome. I mean, what a bright note. And there's still plenty of areas where the Avs can get better, man. Yeah. There's, there's just no doubt. And I'm intrigued by what's happened this offseason. But when we talk like 24 and beyond... Landy's a huge factor in that. There's just no getting yeah, around. Yeah, him coming back would, and it raises, it raises their whole profile. And if he doesn't, then you're talking about you don't plan on him anymore moving forward, and you have you have seven million dollars that you can spend long term now. Right. This right, year right. they had seven million dollars to spend once. Right. Right. And right. that's how they've broken it up and gone after their depth is they've gone after and chopped it up into. Well, we got, you know, we got 800K here, we got a million yeah, here, yeah, yeah. 800K. You know, that's how they've kind of gone about it. 
if they don't have that moving forward, they can just go out and get a $7 million player next year. Yep. Can Nate fulfill that Landy role, in your opinion? Leadership-wise? Yeah. No, hell no. He's not mature enough. Is anybody on this no. roster? Yeah. I no. think that's the biggest. If it, I mean, obviously, he's a phenomenal hockey player, yeah. but it's just that leadership he's the heart and soul of that oh, team. It's a huge problem. The intangibles are what hurts you most. Yeah. Well, especially well, with Helm retiring too, like that's another. Yeah, I mean, you get EJ moving on, and you yeah, just you you've lose. lost all this veteran leadership presence. Yeah, the guys, the guys that have helped kind of set up the culture that you're so proud of, have started to move on a little bit, and it's hard to do. Yeah, sure is. I mean, I remain excited for both these teams, but uh, tough combos. It's always hard to repeat. It's hard to sustain success at the absolute highest level. Yeah. Absolutely. It's why that. It's not like either of these teams are going to fall off of a cliff, mm. you know, and I'll be in the lottery picture. It's just one of those, like, it's especially in these two, you know, it's hard to stay on that mountaintop. Yeah. Yep. 100%. It is not hard to get designer glasses at incredible prices thanks to the homies at Shady Rays. Use that code DMVR for 50% off your deal. All my friends and family, you could say all my homies, love Shady Rays. Um, they are incredible lenses, actual good lenses. They are designer quality designs and quality. You know, it's not some cheap Lola rinky dink sunglass. So it's a good feel to it. Good Rudo and I wore our Shady Rays the entire draft show. All four hours of it, we had Shady Rays on. You looked amazing. Yeah, we did look amazing. It didn't That's bug true. your eyes at all. No, not at all. It's great. It's you wear prescription night. glasses. Huh? And you wear glasses, either, yeah. so that'd be harder for you. Yeah. And yet, Shady Rays took care of you. Yep, wore them right over top the entire night. No big deal. AJ and millions of Americans, including Justin, who just got a new pair from our good friends at Shady Rays, are loving what these guys bring to the table. Designer glasses at half the price. And then you use code DMVR for 50% off when you buy two. You know, great reason to buy the wifey uh, a free pair or what have you, you know. Um, look like a good guy. Check them out. Um... Where's my yeah, shadyrays.com? Use that code DNVR, 50% off your order. You're going to get free shipping as well. Shout out to the homies, Shady Rays. There you go. And everyone wants to know, Justin, when you're on a road trip and you stop at a Circle K, what is your go to snack? If I'm going salty, I'm going something like Gardetto's, maybe mm. a, like a classic original Pringle. I just want the, the salt, but I'm, I'm a big chocolate guy too, so I'm probably going to get like a Reese's Sticks. Uh, if they have a Snickers peanut butter, that's up Ooh. there for me. Those are hard to find. For, for a road trip, you're going to get something that's got that kind of potential for a mess? I'm going to eat it so fast there won't be a mess. <laughs> All right. Just scarfing it. AJ, what are your go-tos? We've covered these extensively. Yeah, no, I think Gardetto's a great call. The yeah. Cornuts guy. Cornuts yeah. are great. Oh, man. Can't Very go easy. Very Get that easy crunch. to eat on the go. Yep. Yeah. So I'm those are probably to. my favorites. And then it just kind of depends. Sometimes you get to those like those truck stops that are like loaded. Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, my God, I've never seen this stuff <laughs> yeah, before. Boston yeah. baked beans and <laughs> oh, peach rings and dude, stuff. You still, and, like they've got like fresh baked food there. And you're yeah. just like, what is up? Shout this out to the so Midwest. Your gas stations do it right. Dude, there's there's one in Some, South Dakota that I go to. Uh, there's some spots in every middle time. America that are incredible. There's a Circle K that just opened up on Wadsworth, though, by Jewel. It's legit. It's my new go-to spot. You need yes. Zins or something? Yep. Shout out Circle K. Yep. That's right. That's right. All your favorite snacks. AJ going on a road trip. Justin just came from the mountains. Circle K always had us covered. Of course, I've got to get some, like, peanuts in the mix, a little trail mix, uh, peanut M&M's, uh, some Reese's, some Snickers. Peanut M&M's are untouchable. Like yeah, exactly. So good. Go to a Circle K near you, get hooked up, do the thing. Um, so, you know, these guys, they're not just uh, not just talking abs and nuggets. We can talk anything here, including Rockies and Broncos. How long before they enter the conversation to plausibly be in the mix to be the best team in Denver sports? Justin, what's your feel on this? 
Which, who are we starting with? I mean, eh, probably Broncos, right? I was going to say the team that actually well, has a chance to jump into this conversation or yeah. the Do team they, that uh, exists. Do you really feel like the Broncos have a better chance to to be in a seriously competitive window before the Rockies do? Yeah, because I don't believe that the Rockies are a like, legitimate, competent franchise. I mean, okay. just because of their track record, right? As yeah, a Rockies fan, I mean, I've gotten to the point where it's like, do like I'm excited about the draft. I read all the mocks, and then I wonder like, do I even care if this pick pans out? Because the last picks that panned out, it literally didn't matter. They just let David Dahl and John Gray and yeah. plenty of guys I was hyped they drafted in the top ten, and you know followed their career in the minors and then followed their career in the majors and yeah. then. Yeah, I'm just kind of because if for me, I just wonder if Russell Wilson isn't the answer. Then I know you don't you still don't have an answer there. Well, that that's there's it's certainly dependent on hitting at the quarterback, but I think Sean Payton has proven offensively he's going to elevate this team. Now, whether that's enough to to, to complete well, that's what I'm saying. Whether that's enough to actually save Russell Wilson, we'll see. But that's a one year deal. They'll move on from Russ after this year if it doesn't work. They're not going to. Okay, just, so now you've moved on from Russ. It hasn't worked, and how close are you then? You're still closer than the Rockies. Are, what's the difference if, if you're if you're fighting for 500, or you're about to lose 100 games for the first time? You're not you're not competing at the highest level. Because There's, the difference would be if you made matter? the wild card as a Broncos team, that would be like the second best hit season in Rockies history. I just. I'm saying I'm saying I, that as a guy that used to watch 130 games a year. No, I'm but just, I'm, I'm I'm just saying I just don't know with the Broncos right now. I just I I feel like it's like this default optimism because there's that's apathy fair. towards the Rockies. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that it's in any way justified if the Sean Payton if Sean Payton and Russell Wilton Wilson thing doesn't go well, then you still have this giant question mark here. Yeah. Your number one question is for your for the Broncos continues to be oh well hey. The sport's most important position remains a huge unknown. And if Sean Payton's as good a head coach as we think, he he should keep them out of a bottoming out situation where they then are in position to go and get a top quarterback at the at the top of the draft, right? So if that, I mean, if those things happen, then where do you go with that position? Well, Kyler because, Murray might be on the move in, a year from now. Like there's six, so now they might win eight games. That oof, man. Like this is where this is this is kind of where I am with it. Where I'm just like, AJ, the Rockies are 30 games below 500 I, at the All Star break. They're awful, dude. They're awful and they're old. I get it. Yeah, I understand. But it, it, if you would have told me that neither one of them were going to make the postseason for the next 10 years, but the the Broncos would have a slightly higher winning percentage, so what? But Fair. do you think there's not a path to actual? Isn't their path to contention more clear and potentially easier with saying, oh, they're a quarterback away, which, of course, is like that's like saying everybody I'm a hundred million dollars away from being wealthy. Yeah. Like everybody's a quarterback away <laughs> yeah, until, until you get that guy. You're just drifting in the NFL. But, but you have a top five coach in the league and you have the richest ownership group. Great. Isn't that still easier that's than like sig- replacing your chances dudes? of being competent in that scenario are so significantly higher than what we have seen. Like, I'm not I saying just, I'm, I'm a Broncos season ticket holder and I'm not sitting here being like, look, Patrick Mahomes is still in this division. Right. So, so the, chiefs are, the chiefs are running things, yeah. but you have one of the best coaches in the game. You have the money. And in theory, that should be it, you know, an we, advantage, but we still have that kind of confidence in Sean Payton. I do, because I don't. He made that New Orleans a lot of pretty mediocre New Orleans offenses pretty electric. Great. Now it didn't translate to a ton of wins at times, but I think I they mean, have the talent the defensively. Numbers are impressive, right? This is not my point. It didn't matter. They won a Super Bowl. That was was it two thousand nine, something like that. Like. Saying yeah, it's been a while, that man. Like, right. it's it's been a while here since that happened. Well, and they were in a and, weird spot with Breeze, though, where you basically had to commit to him for three I, years longer than you would have because of what he meant. And you know, I understand. And he did a he did a great job there. But the end of his tenure was uh, yeah, it was okay. 
Uh, and you wonder how much is reputation versus reality because it's hard to be that level of a coach in any league for that, that extended period of time. Now you're in a different organization. You've got different levels of comfort, different whatever. I'm saying I want to see what happens first before I get excited about it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been a, six year, years of terrible. So of, of A year from now, if there's no Russell Wilson, you're starting over at the position, you won six games, you're nowhere. Yeah, and you have a first rounder with no second rounder, and you haven't had a first rounder for two consecutive years. Like you're nowhere. <laughs> you need to replenish um, the stable for sure. It's, I mean, there's that's, that's all I'm saying is yeah. that I just we default to it for the Broncos and for a lot, and I think a lot of it is just like they've always been good, so we're just kind of like this is weird. They'll be good again. They're not entitled to have an answer at quarterback. I they're mean, not, they're not sure. just gonna just because they're the Broncos and they exist doesn't mean that they're entitled to be good. They've got to make the right decisions. They have to be a good organization. And for the better part of the last the last decade, they yeah. they they haven't been the Rockies have been a more successful organization over the last like 7 or 8 years because they've had playoff appearances. Now what happened after that was a giant disaster. The Nolan trade alone but, and, offsets and any I get it. feel I, good you want to have about I the playoffs. I get it, but you're talking about they have more recent success. But that's neat. And and the apathy towards the Rockies is well. And, and if it's not apathy, it's anger. It's well earned. Oh, mine's anger. It's not. It's, yeah. it's well earned. But I'm just saying that I don't think, I don't think either franchise is anywhere right now. I mean, I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out in the next couple of years. And I think that number is going to keep growing as we see quarterbacks are just coming out more refined because of seven on sevens, because of high school, because of specialization. Like, I think it's going to now hitting on it is still a tough process. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a high bust rate at all. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you're, you're making it seem like it's impossible. You it's make very, a trade. It's, it's very the hard thing to do. It's very hard. But at least you have a coach. And you have an ownership group. Which the ownership group we haven't seen shit from. They spend money, but we need to see like actual you, you sustained don't know success. What's our biggest problem with the Rockies right now? Their ownership, ownership group. Ownership. We don't know that the Broncos ownership group is going to be good or bad yet. We don't know. Well, I mean, and I disagree. I would say they're already good because they made moves to go get people that have proven. Russ, it didn't work out. Everyone would have made that trade. You could make an argument yeah. that the paying him before the season that was probably a mistake everyone would have made that trade in hindsight everyone would go out and get sean payton like they were also these motivated. are things that they could not do in the last five years because you're in this weird flux with the the lawsuit and the you know the bowlings yeah. fighting over it like having it, an owner is a, is a great step forward but we don't know what they are going to be as a group yet i'm just saying for me the broncos future is entirely unknown because all of the key people right now for me are question marks Fair. And that's where I just feel like if, if you don't have confidence in those, because the one thing you have confidence in with the with the Nuggets and the Avalanche, they're run by people who have accomplished things, who have gotten there. Well, and that's just where and we did for They're people that you trust. And they've and, put the right people in place, right? And, and, the and Broncos ownership is trying to do that with Sean Payton. As you're pointing out, track record. We'll see, Good, we'll see. but For, we'll you know like I mean we'll see if it works we'll then great I'm, I'm it won't take me very long to buy in but right now I want to see it because I just for me I'm just not sold. I don't think we give enough credit for winning one Super Bowl and how hard it is, especially when you realize that for like 15 years it was like Belichick or Tomlin, Belichick or Tomlin, and yeah, then and Reed. I'm I'm not trying to take and say that it wasn't a big deal, like I'm, as somebody who. No, I just mean like Peyton's not a question mark for me, and I, I think that's the difference just, for us going in. It's just a in. long time ago, is what I'm like. I'm like, it was a really long time ago. I was a freshman in high school. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. been. I'm almost thirty. Yeah, and success I mean, in that on, NFC on, South, man, you put it, he was you put it in context was. like that, and it's like, but so you should feel this. Aside from Rockies v Broncos, Hackett was. So if bad. we're talking like actual path forward, for one, I think you've both. Well, you have. Uh, laid out how bleak it is uh, for either of them and how much uncertainty there is. But as far as charting a path forward, I think we can all say the Broncos are seemingly closer to that. Uh, because the, sure. char the path they've charted is potentially the path. 
to get them there. The yeah, Rockies like the are people, like the people that are in place. You can see being people that get them right. back to the a Rockies level. need and to that, like that's repave. That's basically the what road. I'm saying yeah. is I don't yeah. know. Is there anyone you feel good about right now? I like Bud Black. I think he's a good manager. I don't think you're basically trying to move. Fine. It's, yeah, it's very. hard. I don't know though. that a manager matters a whole lot anymore in baseball outside of like the. You want a guy that communicates oh, yeah, no well. And it's likable like that the know, team yeah. doesn't hate. But I mean, again, it's hard it's to fine, get excited man. about Rockies prospects anymore. I mean, that's I don't pay. I don't even. Very I stopped paying attention. Like, doing anything? Uh, I don't know, it, man. Right? They, they continue. They, despite their own incompetence, they continue to produce out of their own farm <laughs> system at a pretty steady rate. Yeah, well, sure. It's not the Pittsburgh Pirates here, man. Like, yeah, no. They're I mean, they're obviously like god awful this year, where they're bad and old. Yeah. But you look, you look in the well, next year, year awesome. in the next year or two. Yeah, I think that old is going to get replaced right. by a right. pretty significant well, nice. movement. Yeah, will it be any good? Who knows? It's well, baseball. Just like being fair, like you're always in the same division as the Dodgers. So it's yeah. like even if even if you do turn things around, it's like you're playing for second at best. Yeah, I mean, best. like like Arizona's youth movement looks like it's for for real right San now. San Diego's and spending money hasn't worked yeah, out, but they're continues to not work and goes in their entire history of every time they try really hard, it doesn't matter. The Giants it just doesn't matter. The, the the Giants exist as like a literal sleeping giant. As soon as they can get somebody to take their money, they'll be good again. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is, though, like there are other factors in front of the Rockies that have nothing to do with their own incompetence, that that temper enthusiasm there. Yeah. How do we get the Rockies in the AL West? Uh, you expand. <laughs> you, you love a, I love four new AL MLB team. teams and get them the hell out of there. It'd be amazing. Um, that's the other thing in this, like in football, you can turn things around in a couple seasons. Baseball yeah. like rebuilds are like four years would be the shortest rebuild yeah you have to draft high and they're finally rockies are finally going to get themselves out of the drafting eighth ninth and tenth window just in time gonna, for the mlb draft lottery. Well, well, just <laughs> just in time for next year's draft to be way way worse than yes this year's draft so let's go classic rockies man let's go can't even can't even be bad at the right time is it clear that the rockies were my first favorite team <laughs> what's that I was like, I don't think it's coming through in this segment that the Rockies were my first favorite team, the team that basically made me fall in love with sports. Mine too. <sighs> yeah, I'm. We can drown our sorrows with some delicious Breck Mountain Beach Sour, and Justin, not just the Mountain Beach Sour, but you were telling me about some slushies that Breck has at the farmhouse these days. It's summer slushy season, dude. They've got these seltzer slushies. They're really good. They're always they're constantly shaping it up or changing it up. I tried to mix two words there. There you go. Um, so it's going to be different every time you go in, but it's really cool. They've got a sweet patio area. It's a really good spot to spend a Friday night. And as Dre said, I mean, it's it's Mountain Beach. It's perfect amount of sweetness and tartness really crushable you can have it by itself you could have it with a meal some beers you know are a little too heavy some are a little too light this is just perfect and that's the thing about breck brew they make it with high quality ingredients it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer they've been doing it for 33 years they're local they're great to us they're going to be great to you check out the breck beer locator at breckbrew.com find a brew near you and then illegal Pete's. i had some illegal Pete's chips and queso to hold me over it was amazing I guess everyone had like a queso outing before I yeah right came down to the studio. We walked so in, yeah. That's great. Uh, these amazing people, they're doing a happy hour from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. That's not a happy hour. That's an entire like dinner window. Just a happy uh, yeah. Every day at Illegal Pete's locations, um, great deals. You know, it's patio season out there. Beautiful sunny day. Check out the patio. The vibes are amazing. Get in on all the great stuff that Pete's has to offer uh, because, yeah, they too are homies. So we're going to do it. We've talked youth. We've talked future. It's time to draft the best 25 and unders in Denver sports. Tiff, I want you to pick who starts us off snake draft style Oof. first overall pick being decided by tiff right here 
no criteria necessary no one can criticize you aj's facial expressions towards you mean nothing okay <laughs> i didn't even do anything hey <laughs> your facial expressions are mm. on are on close watch eeny meeny miny mo. there we go we're eeny meeny with dre oh i started off that's great that's really great um we're gonna go clockwise sure so you've got the turn aj's gonna have the snake pick cool at the end and beginning of each round there is a clear top pick it's kale mccarr no need to talk yeah. anything more i just it's kale mccarr lots of great 25 and unders in denver sports but kale is like in the potential go conversation when it's all said and done so give me kale all hail kale I'm going to go Pat Sertan with the second pick. Yep. I think you could make an argument maybe for a Bowen Byram or an MPJ. Yeah. But uh, I think PS2 has the potential to be the best corner in football. So, uh, yeah. He's not already? Well, I... Like, like, like right in that Right in the conversation, yeah. yeah. He's, he's right there on See, the verge. People talk about Sauce Gardner and I was uh, telling him to get out of here. It's silly. Sauce is silly. Yeah. A lot of Trip hands. digs from Dude. Cowboys fans is nonsense. But, you know... INT numbers, right? Yep, yep, exactly. But you know, I don't know, Stefan Gilmore, something like that. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's like right there, man. Yeah, I, totally. He's probably my favorite Bronco that I've had that I've gotten to watch since, like, since Manning retired and yeah. all those great guys left. Mm -hmm. So no doubt. Just so technically sound. Yeah, like, yeah. I love corners that can tackle too. He's a beast, man. Yeah. He's yeah, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. We grew up watching Champ. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. having a corner that that can tackle is like, yeah. It is the shit. In fact, it, it makes me angry when corners can't tackle. Like, I get it. It's not their, like, primary role. I'm just, take some pride, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> take some least, pride. Get up least, in there. At least, at least work on it, man. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are just like, I don't want to get hit. You're like, you play defense. <laughs> <sighs> You've got the turn. Um, I guess, like, by default, I have to take MPJ here. It's a champion. That's nice. So, like, he's good. Yeah. Hi, upside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fourth pick is the one that's really going to bother me, um, just because there's some really good players that yep. I'm picking from. But yep. I'm going to go with Byram. Dang. And surprise I think nobody. Upside is the highest. I mean, MPJ yeah. Byram is a pretty nice one, too. Yeah. For you. That's how I feel. Okay. You have PS2. Who would you take with your second pick, Justin? I wanted to go Byram. I thought he was going to slip to me there, but I'm going to go Jerry Judy. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of Jerry Judy yet, even close to it. And I think if we can get him in a competent offensive system with a quarterback that's functioning and in rhythm, we're, we're really going to see his all pro potential. So I'm going Jerry Judy. Yeah. To me, those five were the top tier quite clearly. Um, so while I, I get Kale, I am in a spot where my second rounder, I feel like, is slightly lesser value. Give me Christian Brown. Really? And I think I'll take Sammy G okay. at the turn. Oh, man. All right. All right. I'm going to end up with all Broncos, and that's not really what I wanted to do here. Um, well, you could take Toby. Yeah. I'm going to go Javante Williams. And you have some uncertainty, obviously, given the, the knee injury, but I think when healthy, he's going to be, you know, top five running back in football. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm a big Javante believer. I think he would. Yeah. He's probably the more of a third fourth or fifth pick overall if not for the injuries uh, yeah i think so um aj you close us out with your third rounder well i'm thrilled to get the chance to take ezekiel tovar because he's gonna let him fall to you he's the best i love i love him to pieces you're so well represented with mpj byram and toby that's yeah. what i wanted to do that's what i was hoping to do and it just has not the draft yeah. is not played out in my strategy uh and i'm just gonna i'm gonna take another nugget i'm gonna take peyton watson Ooh. it goes back to justin yep my yep. final pick right so i gotta make it count um oh man 
I'm going to go... Zach Allen, I guess. He's 25. Yeah. Um, I know. He's good. He's had a productive career thus far. I almost went with Nick Benito just in terms of projecting. I think his potential at edge is pretty solid. I like Baron Browning too, but I think if we're going what we've seen thus far, proven players, it, it's it's got to be Zach Allen for me. I've got McCarr. I've got Christian Brown. I've got Sammy G. I need a Bronco. Give me Baron Browning. I love Baron Browning's upside. Um, some of the flashes he showed us an edge rusher last season were truly incredible. So that's who I'm going to go with. Boom. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I think uh, I that list gets a lot stronger in the next few years. Do you want a rundown yeah, of that for list? Real. Yes. Sure. Um, you have our teams? Yeah. Uh, I do. Do you want do you want it ranked but one through twelve or do you want just each individual person? Each individual, each individual team, team, please. All right. Andre has got Kale, Christian Brown, Sammy G, Tovar, and Browning. Uh, I had Tovar. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, AJ sorry, has sorry, Tovar, I have uh, Browning, yep. Yes. Um and then AJ, you've got MPJ, Bo, Tovar, Piwat, and that's Hell it. Yeah. And then That's a fun team. That is a J Mike, you've got Bertan, uh, Jerry Judy, Williams, and Allen. How did you not get to pick twice at all? That's so unfair. At no point did you get Being to pick in the middle. Sandwich round. Yeah. yeah. Middle child. Most syndrome. consistent picks, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, thanks, fellas. This was a blast. Um, thank you to Breck Brew for presenting this here show thank you to tiff for producing you all have a lovely weekend we will be back again next week with another denver sports topic for you all have a good one